Hello and you're very welcome to Talk A Good Game, the Mead Chronicle sports podcast that delves into the minds of the Royal County's leading sports personalities to find out what makes them tick and what makes their blood boil. You can contact us on sports at meadchronicle.ie or on Twitter using at meadsports and the hashtag T-A-G-G. So stick those headphones on and enjoy our latest episode of Talk A Good Game. Okay, you're, as I said, you're all very welcome here to Mead Chronicle Towers for the latest edition of our sports podcast, Talk A Good Game. We uh, did mention in the intro there that we have some great personalities and great sports people in this county. And this week in studio, we're joined by Leinster PRO, former Mead PRO, uh, Martin O'Halloran. Martin, you're very welcome. And we're also joined in studio, as usual, by the ever-reliable Mr. Jimmy Gagan. Hi, folks. How are you? And Martin, uh, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, Jimmy. It's great to be here. Martin, it's a, a busy week. As being Leinster PRO, it's probably one of the busiest weeks. or if, Maybe not the busiest week, but it's definitely one of the most important weeks of the year with the Leinster final coming up between Dublin and Leash. Uh, how has it been this week, or what does, what does the week leading up to a Leinster final entail for you and your role? Well, it's very busy. Um, the Leinster Senior Football Championship is still one of the highlights of the provincial matches for the year. Uh, we expect... There will be as many as uh, 40,000 will be at the game uh, on Sunday, which is a huge crowd. Of course, it's not as big as uh, recent years, but uh, you know the other provinces will be delighted to have 40,000 at a final. So I expect a, a great occasion. Uh, in terms of getting ready for it, uh, the press nights were last week. Dublin were last night, uh, Wednesday. And the week before that, Leash had their particular press night, uh, well attended both events. So it's just really getting ready for the day. Um, very exciting day ahead. Uh, the Hall of Fame again next Sunday. Um, legendary Dublin footballer Jimmy Keaveney uh, will be introduced to the Leinster Hall of Fame um, in Crow Park. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Jimmy is an icon all on his own because... If you go back to the 70s, the, there wasn't as much media then. You're heavily dependent on, uh, particularly for provincial matches, uh, you were dependent on RTE and everything to broad those, broadcast those games. And yeah. I suppose uh, people like uh, Peter O'Hare or uh, Michal O'Hare, of course, yeah. the, the father, was a great commentator at the time. And uh, he made things come alive for people like Jimmy Keaveney and things like that, you know. Yeah, I suppose in this era of, of so much social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything, footballers and hurlers are becoming more personalities now. It's it's not like it was in the old days, a PRO. I'm not saying that you don't have to work hard now, but it's a completely different job being a PRO now than what it would have been even even so such a short time ago as five, six years ago. Well, the demands are greater constantly, you know, where you do have the national and the local press you know, the radio stations, uh, there's more and more of those, um, particularly in Dublin. Now, uh, there are a number of radio stations up there that are interested um, in the particular game and they promote the game for us during the week. Then, of course, you have the social media and then you have uh, all of those type of things. So it's busy times. What's your job, Martin, this week, uh, we'd say, in the lead up to, to Crow Park? What, what have you had to do, not even this week, but say since the semi-finals? What have you had to do in, in your role as the PRO? Since the semi-finals, but don't forget that there's been a lot of other games have been taking place. Uh, last night we were in Parnell Park for the under-21 Leinster Hurland semi-final between 
Um, Dublin and Wexford, a very good game. You know, you had the under-20s last weekend. You have the minor championships on. You know, all of those things take place. So it's not just you're not just focused on one big game. There's a whole lot of other things that are going on at the moment. Okay, a little bit of skirting the question there. I was pulling in. This is what I was doing. But in, in the build-up to a senior final, what, 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 what do you have to do? There's an awful lot of getting the programme together and getting teams together. Do you have to liaise with the teams much? Or? No, a lot, a lot of that type of thing. Things have changed again. There's more of an administration involved that. Uh, the programmes are done by uh, DBA. They do all the Leinster programmes now. So uh, the teams would have to go direct to them. Uh, Kean Murphy, who's the head of marketing and uh, for uh, the Leinster Council, so you'd have to liaise with him. So he would organise all those particular events. So everything is in place. There's a template in place, and we followed that all week. So you say you're uh, a proud Ratmaline Gaelic GA club man, and uh, obviously a very proud Mead hurling man as well. Um, it's not too often Mead people get represented represented on Leinster Council. Um, Jimmy might know a little bit better than that. I believe you're probably the first since in over 50 years. Um, how how did that come about, Martin? That you're you know it's a it's you're on the executive. It's a high ranking role in Leinster Council. How how did that come about? Well, I think an awful lot of it is to do with what your own ambition actually is. Uh, for me, I didn't want any other role. My first role was um, the Mead Hurling Promotion and Development Committee. Was the Mead um, Hurling Board back then, back in the nineties, was the PR side of it. Um, I was there and still there uh, for a number of years, nearly twenty years. But um, in reality, then I wanted to run for uh, the position um, in Mead County Board proper. And, you know, I've said this so many times and I'll always say this, you know, to become a volunteer, you have to get elected and you have to go through uh, a rigorous process of getting elected. So that's actually very difficult. So when you when I achieved that, there wasn't really a whole lot of places for me to go. You either took your opportunity and run for the Leinster position or you run for another position within your own uh, county. So uh, it was just more to do with my own ambition than anything else. And um, like many of other people over the years in County Mead have ran uh, for positions, vice chair, chair, all of those over the years um, in Leinster and just didn't succeed. For me, um, this was just my opportunity and um, I took it. Martin, you know the GA inside out, obviously, in the various roles you've had. Um, what is it, What do you dislike most about the association well, I, never, I don't have a whole lot uh, to dislike about the association. Um, I think uh, it changes the way everything else changes in our society. The GEA is uh, changing. But uh, I suppose, uh, unfortunately, like all sports now, results are what matters. You know, you meet people out in the town, you say, you know, they're great me, GEA people and things like that. But, you know, we need them to come to our games. We need them to get behind the team. They have a responsibility uh to support their team as much as the team has the responsibility to perform. So that 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 is one of the, the big issues I always have. You know, I always say you've won life, one club, and you've also won life in one county. And we do need, uh, you know, to stand by our county and, and rather than being critical. Of course, when we win our matches, we'll all be out there saying how well they've done. But we must remember, these are amateurs. These are lads that train four or five times a week for the last six months. And, you know, in your club is the same. Um, it's quite easy to give out when you don't win a game. I feel sometimes a, a little bit annoyed myself when my club don't perform. But you have to realise 
that these lads, no one was out in the field to lose. So, you know, we all on that, you know, we all want to win our games. But when you don't, you, you have to look at it from a different point of view. Yes, uh, this week, uh, of course, Brian, in the Mead Chronicle, uh, Brian Farrell criticised the lack of support from me teams. Martin, uh, is that a, a problem? We used to have great support, for, of course, when we were doing well, but now we're not. it's not so so strong. Well, I think he was the point he was referring to was the uh, the underage teams weren't getting and the support out that the seniors got. He was saying that Partulchin was almost packed to the rafters for the game against Tyrone, yet there wasn't three or 400 people there for a big Leinster under-20 championship game. And he was making the point, I think, that you know if supporters got out and looked at these players now, that when they do make the breakthrough onto senior level, that the fans aren't looking at them and wondering, well, who's this fella? Whereas if they came and watched the, the way the football has developed at under-17 and under-20s, they'll know these players coming through. So it is a, a job to try and get people out to support teams other than the senior team. Wouldn't that be fair enough? Oh yeah, well, but that's just the way sport is. Um, quite often, you know, Brian is very passionate about Mead football and uh, very passionate about Nobber and passionate about uh, Gaelic games as a whole. And yes, we would love to see a big crowd um, in Park Tolton last weekend. But uh, like I think there was five or six hundred at the game. Okay. And, uh, you know, you would hope more. But that's the way it is a lot with underage uh, sports in all codes. That's, you know, an awful lot of the people who go to them are the relations of the players who are actually playing or from someone from the same club. So, you know, it's a challenge for everybody. I just wanted to go back a little bit there. Uh, we will come back a, a few things I want to talk about, Mead football and that. But I want to go back to uh, what you said earlier on about ambition has got you, you know, and gets you to where you are. You wanted to be the Leinster Piero and you got where you were, but you were kind of hindered a little bit at the start in your efforts, despite all your good work with the Hurland Committee. Your first efforts to be Mead Piero didn't go smoothly. Um, can, can you talk us through a bit about that? Or? Well, a couple of times. First of all, you have to be um, elected to these things, as I've said before. And it's, a, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing, it's a sense of irony that you, somebody has to be elected to a position that they volunteer for, you know, isn't it? Isn't it? Do you find the irony in that? Well, I certainly do. Uh, I wouldn't actually say this is going to continue this way for an awful lot uh, for forever. I think an awful lot now our county boards are going to be formed um, more around uh, people who, let's say, you've the Irish officer now won't have to be elected, mainly because uh, it's so hard to get somebody with uh, the qualities required uh, to be the Irish officer. The same uh, with development officers from the end of the year. Right, the yeah. development officer, you know, it's so hard to find those skills. Um, they have to have certain qualifications to fit the role. It's not just yes, the case. exactly, and that's that's more to do with the demanding role that it takes to be a county board official. People don't realise how much time uh, goes into it. You know, you've 59 clubs in County Mead. You have so many different competitions at all levels, leagues, championships, uh, fish, cups. Mm. And, you know, so there's an awful lot of time goes into it. And I suppose, uh, as you can see, you know, we have Tara out there in Dunganish. Tara Our works own, yeah. Yeah, without her. I'm not sure we'd be able to function, you know. Then we have Seamus Kenny, you know, he's the operations manager. Absolutely crucial. Operations manager are crucial to the association. Uh, I, Wexford, have recently uh, took on um, a marketing manager. 
Uh, and I believe that is the way forward for County Mead and all other counties that they should have a marketing manager because there's such demands in, in, in terms of finance and creating finance and creating commercial awareness uh, for county boards. The demand now requires a full-time officer there. Sorry, I, I, I interrupted from the original question that I asked you there. You were saying I, I was on about that, you know, it was difficult for you the first time that you really applied to be the County Board PRO. You were saying that you have to be a member. And uh, you, do you want to pick Fair up the story I tried from very quickly you to did, move try, away from that. You tried that, to, to move away from it. Know, but uh, but uh, now that you're back... Well, it's, it's, an like, interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting story about, as we said already, somebody that was putting their hand up, volunteered to volunteer for a position, was eager to take it on and obviously had the enthusiasm and the expertise that you brought to, or could bring to the role. But it was knocked down at the, at the first time you tried. Yeah, it was knocked down because the rules were there, the rules were in place, you know. And um, what happened was, uh, technically speaking, I wasn't a member of the association. That's, that's the bottom line. Right, I ran for a position. Now I would argue um, the point: why was I allowed? Why was my nomination accepted in the first place? I would argue that point now. Um, but my nomination, when my nomination was accepted, I should have been allowed run. But there was no rules broken. Um, Mead County Board stuck to the rules and to the regulations. And the the reason being is um, Seamus Murray, who um, at the time was uh, a great GA man around Trapmaline and um, worked very hard. And he'd asked me for, I lived in Dublin, so I wouldn't be down there in January, February, March or April in Rathmaline. And he would ask me for um, my... Um, membership money during the summer and he'd always have it paid and things like that so the rules are simple if you haven't your membership paid uh, by the 1st of April uh, prior to the AGM you have no voting rights so therefore I had no voting rights then um, Barney took me aside told me I wasn't a member I really I have to say that was a very difficult time for me because um, you know I love the fact that of my association with the GEA and, you know, to be told uh, that you're not a member. So I, I left and it took me uh, a long time to realise um, what had happened. But after a while, when you calm down, and you realise you're not a member. Uh, Seamus Murray had gone out of the position. We had a new secretary in Rappaline. She didn't know the arrangements yeah. uh, we had. And that's fair enough. So, um, you know, I, I took a while to to cop on to this but it was an opportunity for me where that night was very negative um, an awful lot of people rang me after that in the coming months and said you should have been this that and the other and you, that's, and it's easy to say but the regulations weren't broke so yeah, yeah. so you know I came back uh, the supporters club um, you know wanted me to do a few things with them and uh, you know Ray Finnegan of the supporters club at the time got me involved in that and I seen my opportunity and then I got elected by one vote um at the end of the following year which is you know was an achievement all on its own you followed in the footsteps of some great PROs then as well in, in Brendan Cummins and McDonald some very qualified and, and excellent people there that that did a great job before you but and you brought it to another level then again well yes and uh look at you know, when you take on a job, really, by the time you leave it, if you said if you've brought it just one little bit, you've actually achieved someone, something. But uh, Mead always were, as you said, we had great PROs. Um, as far back as I can go, the brilliant Colm Cronwell. Yeah. Um, you know, 
Colm set a very high standards for years and years. He set the ball rolling. Then you had Brendan Cummins. Brendan, vast experience in that area. Very passionate, great knowledge, great understanding or heritage of, you know, the GEA brought into everything he did. You know, and we had other people involved as well over the years. Then um, Anne McDonald was there. Anne did her job very well. And there was never anything against anybody while you ran. You just want to do this job. You want to be the PRO yourself. And you think you can do it in your way. And, you know, I was there for five years. And uh, we learned a lot in the five years that I was there. Uh, as you can see, the programmes, the social media came on board. And in many ways, we were forced into, yeah. uh, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you know, now it's WhatsApp. That's how people communicate with each other, you know. I was going to say oh. that, that five-year <laughs> spell saw such a gigantic leap forward in technology, hasn't it? And compared to even the 50 years before that, the last five years has been enormous footsteps in, in technology. and Huge. And, you know, when when I would, would have been growing up around the streets of Rapid Island, the Mead Chronicle would arrive of a tourist evening. That was the only time I'd know. I'd go through the fixtures list in the Mead Chronicle to find out who Rapid Line were playing uh, the following weekend. And I the weekend used to start of a Thursday for me. When I'd get my hands on, you know... Uh, I, the paper, I think it used to arrive in with Spicer's bread van or something around uh, <laughs> Ratmaline at the time, you know. But but as you say, now nobody nobody wants to wait for a tourist tonight. Everyone wants. We're out Tuesday nights now, just yeah. so people know. Yeah, well, <laughs> it mightn't get to Ratmaline till a Thursday. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. A Spicer's bread. <laughs> yes, but uh, no, everyone wants information now. It's this we're in an inf- information world where it has to be instant and and uh, that way so there's huge pressures on the PROs and, and as you can see already we have a new PRO in County Mead and Kieran is already bringing it to a different level um, you've seen there last weekend uh, he had this fantastic programme a brilliant idea innovative in his time in association with uh, the Mead Chronicle, uh, I know Kieran. I know I'm on the PR committee with him, and we're very grateful for the help of the Mead Chronicle, Jimmy and and yourself, but um, and Colin, of course. But uh, that just shows what can be achieved. And but I have to say that, you know, I was in at Boy over the weekend, and I didn't see any of the programs on sale, and I, that's a little bit disappointing. You know, okay. so we need the clubs when this, when something is happening, when something is happening for the hurling and football clubs, and when somebody comes up with this very good idea, we need the clubs to buy into this. It, we're in this together, you know, because there's a huge cost in producing this. You know, there's a huge amount of time that goes into it, and I just, you know, I know we we always talk about programs and all of this type of thing, you know, and with one great man uh, who has helped us all over the years. And he's not well at the moment, and I'd like to just give him a mention. And that's uh, Christy Nolan, who Christy, you know, who worked with Costello Print for so many years and took those Mead programmes. He knew how passionate we were about it, so we uh, cost him hell for <laughs> that time of year. So, and he was very sensitive ab- about all this. So we wish Christy well, and I have to say, I know you know him yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm very thankful to him for all the work um, he did over the years. Yeah, easy man to work with, all right. Jimmy, you're something to... Martin, uh, you're a great uh, GA man, as we, we as we know, but um, also you've uh, a love, I suppose, uh, a great interest in West Bromwich Albion. As I saw, you've followed them down through the years. Can you uh, bring us back to how that originated and 
you know how often you go to the games and so on um, West Brom yeah I think you know anyone who knows me knows um, about my sporting life uh, as anyone seen there last week when I when I woke up um, and put a comment up on Facebook yeah. after the uh, after the weekend's uh, loss to Tyrone and I just happened to mention that uh, you know our hurlers were uh, were relegated on the same day um, back down to the Christie ring again um, our footballers unfortunately brilliant performance against Tyrone unfortunately lost that day I support Ratma Lyon were down in the intermediate very difficult times and I support West Bromwich Albion and everybody knows where West Bromwich Albion is now they're relegated but uh, you know none of these are my doing I'm just a supporter and uh, I'm proud to say I support all of those particular teams but um, West Bromwich Albion are no different than Ratmaline. I'm a Ratmaline supporter because I was born on the top of the Hurland field. You know, I'm a Mead man because I was born in Trim. And I'm a West Brom man, not because in any way any connection with West Bromwich, but the very first team I ever seen on Match of the Day um, was West Brom. And uh, I would imagine 10 minutes later, Leeds United or Arsenal or some of those teams who were very successful after that played. But just my time was, um, I did. it was a huge word, West Bromwich Albion. It was great to be able to say the whole word. And uh, I remember a lad scoring a goal that day, um, the legendary Cyril Regis. And I was hoot. And, you know, that's the way it is. They're my club now and will always be my club um, and when I say my club, just I'm just a supporter. I'm I'm a fan. I still no more than anyone else. Yeah, really, yeah. You know, I still want to find out how who you know the as we all we were arguing earlier. Uh, we know who they're playing already in the first round of the the championship this year. Um, Bolton Wanderers. But look, it's, it's great crack when you're going to school, and sometimes it's nice to be different. You know, West Brom won't be competing in Europe for European titles. I know all the pain of some of you had recently. Yeah. Well, um, we'll go there. <coughs> you know, <laughs> but it's great. Look, sport is great. No, sport is my life, and that's all I have really. Nobody you know? can ever accuse you of chasing the glory, anyway. With uh, Ratmaline, West Brom, and now Mead, I suppose. And just to follow that on a little bit from Mead, and it's it's nineteen ninety nine since we last won an All Ireland Senior Football title, and. 2001 since we were in the All-Ireland final um, all the talk at the minute is about the dubs and the juggernaut that is Dublin and uh, everybody has their excuses ready to say well you know they got more resources they get more money pumped into them they've got everything going in their way the dubs get everything they want do you subscribe to that Martin at all? I do subscribe to that because they actually it's the truth Okay. Dublin do have all the resources, and uh, you know that's. I'm not giving out about say Dublin football team or the Dublin management football team at any grade. They're they are fantastic, you know. They worked very hard for the development of Gaelic games um, in the city, but it's a numbers game, and they have so many, uh, so many top clubs, so many top players, so many coming out of graduates coming out of the colleges you know, scholarships, uh, so many coaches. That's another thing we need to invest. Is that a new thing? Is the coaches thing a new thing? Because they've always had the top clubs. They've always had the top scholars. You know, but they haven't, I suppose they have dominated spells in the 70s and, uh, and at periods after that as well. But just now, there doesn't seem to be any turning in it. Do you put that down to the... The resources, the amount of coaches that they had, the money that's pumped in—it's—it's 
definitely a lot more of a professional setup in Dublin than it is anywhere else, I'd say, in the country. Well, I'm not sure I agree with that, considering I know how hard um, Mead uh, have worked since last October. Um, Andy McEntee, Jerry McEntee, Donald Curtis, and, you know, you can keep going. These people are as professional as you can actually get. They're professional in their own lives. Um, So, you know, the facilities are here. But what I'm saying is the professional structures, the, the... Dublin have these professional structures. They've got the coaches, hundreds of coaches working at underage level in the schools. They've got even the simplest things in terms of having food. I know Mead are, are doing their best and all the players have food and everything set up for them. But they just seem to have it at another level, don't they? But I'm not too sure, um, Fergal. I'm, Dublin always had it. How many Leinster titles have they got? Yeah. They haven't, you know, I know they're going for eight in a row on Sunday and that would be unprecedented. right? But they've always been there. You know, and that's what the capital city you expect from the capital city. Uh, Dublin's contribution to the GEA as a whole is phenomenal too. We should yeah. always remember that. Yeah, we were going to. We were just saying actually earlier on about you're expecting forty thousand over forty thousand in Crow Park for the Leinster final on Sunday. Any other provincial council would be delighted with that figure, wouldn't they? And that's what the Dubs bring. Yes, any you know. Any GA match where there's 40,000 at, you know, any sport, I'm sure there'll be matches in the World Cup where they'll be delighted, you know, in the Premier League, they're delighted to get 40,000. You know, but it's 40,000 uh, people for Dublin and Leash, you know, and of course we'd love it with 60,000. But, but don't get me wrong, you know, the supporter in me, you know, where I'm standing up for, for Dublin and, and that, they have put the structures in the place and deserve credit. But don't get me wrong, I'm a meat man. And like every dub, they know that someday we'll come and we will catch them. And hopefully that day comes an awful lot sooner. But based on what we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, I was I was lucky to be around um, from the senior football point of view. Mick O'Dowd came in. You know, Mick was a little bit unlucky. He had some fantastic players coming through. They got injured. You know, yeah. Kevin Riley, Connor Gillespie, Stephen Bray. You know, yeah, St- well, Stephen was, was retiring. Near he was, the end, was, yeah. was the end a magnificent footballer and things like that. And then when they go, they, you know, we're not a professional organisation where we can go out and sign somebody else. We have to, someone else has to be developed. And I think Mick O'Dowd's point at the time was, you know, there isn't a whole lot of time to develop players. Um, within the structure now so you nearly have to be ready to perform if you're called up for the senior football team or the senior hurling team you have to be ready to deliver for your county so really the emphasis now is going to be on the 16s and 17s and 18 managers and the work that's going on in Dungani and our development squads so we have to continue investing heavily but I do think that um, you know I know an awful lot of clubs in this particular county you know where they go out and they you know everything is about their performance today about their manager who is the manager and things like that I believe an underage structure is absolutely crucial a foundation has to be built somewhere money has to be got to get coaches and I think um, where we do have um, Leinster Council in conjunction with the Mead County Board there are a number of coaches um, working with schools and things like that Sean Kelly and his particular people um, are working with Seamus Kenny and co out there and there's an awful lot of work to be done but I'm going to have to tell you an awful lot more required you spoke there earlier on about do you, do you remember the first match that you saw West Brom play in uh, Martin? What about the first Mead game? Can you bring us back to that, 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 that? Sort of where it all began, really, for you? 
Well, I'm a bit of a Roy the Rovers type individual and uh, I have to say my first Mead game that I have in my memory and it's stored in my memory, I can't, you know, was the 1975 oh, National Football so League game. Now. Uh, yes, uh, I was, um, well, whatever <laughs> I was. <laughs> no, it was certainly 75, Jimmy. In your early 20s, Martin. That's yeah, yeah. So, no, I wasn't. I was uh, nine, I think, if I was, to be very honest. was the National Football League final where Mead bet uh, a very much an emerging uh, Dublin team. Yeah. And uh, I don't have a whole lot of, of memories, although uh, I did see the programme recently from it, and it's very different than the programmes yeah. now. But uh, that, that 75 sowed the seed. 75 was a great year. Ratmaline won the intermediate hurling title as well. And... Uh, but Ken Rennix was was a name that was left in my head after that um after that particular day. I do know um, the local public and Mick Ryan uh, was also on that particular team and uh, you know, Matty Kerrigan and and Joe Castles and all of those great teams and, and Dublin were were fantastic at, at that, that at that particular time. But Mead won it in seventy five and that sowed the seed um for me. But I suppose it's amazing um, to think it was eleven years before we went on and won a Leinster then, isn't it? Was you probably were thinking, "She's this going to be a glo- glorious golden era for us now?" It was eleven I, years. I don't think when you're winning at the time, you actually think you're going to lose. Yeah. You know, and uh, I do remember um, in the late seventies and things like that, where there wasn't huge uh, talk about mead football and uh, mead football matches and things like that. And uh, I think we were. Uh, as all you could see was the Dublin and Kerry thing and that's really what Gaelic football I know awfully had a great run um, that time uh, with Matt Connor and Richie Connor and those particular lads and those uh, Mick Rice and other lads I knew knew that time but uh, it wasn't I don't I think once again I think Sean Boylan sowed the seed again um, I remember Mead and Dublin playing a drawn game in 83, 83 you yeah. know and I think suddenly that that was the real seed look you know we're mead men you know let's get behind our county you know and get behind it and 83 you know I think we should have won uh, Dublin went on to win the, win the All-Ireland uh, that particular year a brilliant young Joe McNally was 12 apostles was, yeah. they, was there I was at the semi-final at Dublin were absolutely magnificent Parky Cueve against uh, Cork but, but I think after that then, you know, Sean, you know, great hurling man from St. Peter's, you know, instilled confidence in me, people that, you know, we're going here, we're going to challenge, we're going to take on, um, you know, we're going to take on the very best. And and we all know what happened. In the late well, 70s, though, I suppose, we were getting to uh, Leinster finals, Martin. We're not getting there now, you're even that far now, you know. No, we're not, and it is unfortunate that we haven't been in a Leinster final for the last couple of years. But let's not press the panic button. There's no point in pressing the panic button. Well, you know that's what you said. You know when Sean Boylan took over after '82 and that draw with Dublin in '83, and there was the belief there. But then there wasn't. You know, nobody pressed the panic button in '85 after a disaster in '85, and came out and won a Leinster in 86 so we need to this chopping and changing of managers that has gone on after three after two years three years four years three years that's not serving Mead football any good at all I think we need to stick or would you be in agreement that we need to stick with with the management that we have let them build something instead of saying after two years oh geez we've only we didn't win a game in this year's championship. We have to get a new manager. That's not going to serve any any good. No, it, it doesn't serve any purpose. But, uh, you know, and sticking with the manager, I think Mick O'Dad was there for four, wasn't yeah. he? Um, you know, after a while, the public then 
they have they have no sympathy, you know. No. And um, I think Paddy O'Shea talked about you know claps on the back and yeah. you know to other Support areas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. well, you know, and supporters, I suppose, they're paying. You know, they are entitled to their opinion. You know, they voice it very vociferously. Vociferously yeah. now, the keyboard warriors are always on the go, and things like that. But look at. You know, it's very hard to sit here and say that we're not disappointed. We are disappointed. I'm sure Andy's very disappointed. I'm sure everybody yeah. who's a fanatical uh, supporter, we didn't win a championship game this year. We didn't win in Longford. That's disappointing, you know. Uh, we then come out a fortnight later, you know, live on Sky. You know, we did... I, I know Andy looked for your action. He got it. And it was a very good performance. And it was a great crowd, 7,500. I thought there'd be 10,000, mm, mm. you know. So... We have to stick to it. And that, my message is, is clear. It's, it's simple for me. I'll stick to it. You know, I know others around me will too. But we all have to get it. It's a huge county. Yeah, yeah. 160,000 people in this county. Yeah. You know, uh, and we do need to get behind our county. And you can see it with the, the 17s, I suppose, after beating Dublin three times in the last two campaigns. The 20s are in a, in a Leinster under-20 semi-final uh, I don't think they know who they're playing yet. I think it comes after the weekend. There's yeah. a quarterfinal. Yeah, there's quarterfinals. Quarterfinals this weekend. So then they play in a Leinster semi-final. The minors are on course. The under-17s, as I said, are on course for a Leinster semi-final again this year as well. So the juniors, of course, in a Leinster junior final on Sunday before the Dublin Leash Leinster senior final. So the footballers are there. We just need to be at those... Uh, we won't say we'd say the keyboard warriors so it's on those people that like to criticise when things don't go well we need to uh, get support behind the team and you know it's, we're, we're stronger as a group together than we are divided I think Jimmy did that no I agree I'm sure you agree with that Martin you know, that's you know, what do we need to do to get back up there? Do you think you mentioned about the under, under, developing underage teams and so yeah, on? Look, I, I, I do think that um, you know we probably do need to um, get greater uh, development within our schools in the county. That's that's another area that probably have yeah. to be looked. Um, all our schools are getting bigger. Um, I know Colm does a great job here and his staff here in St. Sure. Pat's Navin. Um, but even they haven't you know, ha- haven't made much of an impression in recent years and last yeah, few years. A lot of that, a lot of that could well be the demands, uh, education yeah. demands, you know, ac- academia and all of that type of thing. People have to get their exams. They've always had to get their exams, but the pressure is even greater now for positions in in colleges and things like that. But I would like to see. Uh, I went to trim. Uh, you went to trim yourself, Fergal. I'd like to see more the GEA stronger there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good people, good teachers over there. You know. That represents uh, nearly a quarter or even more of the county. An awful lot of clubs are all around there. Yeah, well, Trim and so, St. Pat's, know, yeah. Trim and St. Pat's contested the Leinster final in my last year in school. Mm. And you know, since then the football has gone gone down in Trim and operating in C and D levels just isn't good enough for a town the size of Trim. And it's not just the size of Trim; it's the clubs that they incorporate around it. There are so many clubs that Trim schools should be feeding off at Summer Hills and Longwoods, and even as far as Nafina Enfield. Nafina, you know, they take in clubs, players from those clubs. The trim schools should be a lot stronger. Yeah, I've Mark, even heard people from Broadford going to Yeah, of course, yeah, and Kildare, sure. Mm-hmm. Some of the the lads, Kildare players, have gone to school in Trim. Um, I just finally, I just want to touch, just to, to maintain a little note of optimism there about the 17s and the 20s and the juniors going well. There's uh, huge plans afoot as well for Park Tulchin and the redevelopment there. Um, it, it's something that's badly needed, but as you said, we only had 7,500 in Tyrone for the Tyrone game 
we it, again it does need the supporters and the people of the county and including the the wealthy investors that might be out there to get behind this project if we could develop a state-of-the-art state-of-the-art stadium state-of-the-art might have been a little freudian slip there a state-of-the-art stadium in navin and uh, be able to attract all ireland quarterfinals you know maybe under 21 finals have a twenty thousand stadium in navin it'd be a serious boost wouldn't it Oh, it certainly would, Fergal, but uh, I know I'll be selling you a ticket later in the year when the tickets come on board. No problem. But uh, the reality of, of all of this is a vast cost. It is, you know, Millions. the cost of running um, your county teams at the moment is just about um, between all the sponsorship money, the gate receipts and all that. You know, the annual reports are there for everyone to see. There's no money over. So mm-hmm. to have additional money um, in terms, I know we'll be looking for capital grants, grants from uh, Crow Park and all of that. But for every penny you, you get uh, grants, you have to create 10 uh, yourself. So, you know, it's not easy to, you know, you're going out to ask the public when your teams aren't going well. Yeah. It's very, very difficult to ask the public uh, come out and supporters. But, you know, Seamus and the... In the committee there they're working away on it there's a plan in place you know phase one I expect phase one uh, they will you know will be announced shortly that they're going to go ahead with that particular uh, part of it and that would be the start of it I do believe when you see a crane up there in the Commons Road I then think the public will realise that yes Mead are very serious about uh, developing Park Talton and uh, I look forward to it but there's an awful lot of work going on behind the scenes that you don't see Martin that's a good note to finish on um, very positive as, as we said if we can get the footballers back up and running and winning and get the hurlers who unfortunately are going to be operating back at Christy Ring Cup level next year but the last time they were in the Christy Ring Cup to get that run again it'll be a great year for Mead hurling so if we can get the footballers back to winning ways hurlers cracking away at the Christy Ring Cup and a new stadium up on Bruce Haler and Commons Road there. Uh, the future is not exactly gleaming, but it's a little bit rosier maybe than the picture some people are trying to portray. So, uh, Martin O'Halloran, Leinster PRO, thanks a million for joining us here on the Talk Good Game podcast. Thank you, Martin. Thanks, Fergal. Thanks, Jimmy. So that's been the latest edition of Talk Good Game. We really hope you enjoyed the show, and if you wish to make a comment, please send us an email to sports at meetchronicle.ie or contact us on Twitter at Mead Sports using the hashtag TAGG. I'm Fergal Lynch and we've been trying to talk a good game.